Okay, so thank you for joining in my podcast, Marco Stallion. We'll just call you Marco for the time being. <laughs> really excited to have you here. You already know what's going to go on. We'll talk yeah. about pretty much everything or as much as we can. So the first thing I wanted to start off is your name. Where does Stallion come from? Yeah, so Stallion originates from my Italian background. So uh, Italian Stallion, uh, I was called it when I was in school. I was quite nippy. I used to play a lot of football. So I used to be like really quick and nippy with the football. So everybody used to refer to me as uh, Italian stallion. So, and funnily enough, my favorite uh, animals are horses. So it just kind of, oh, really? it kind of fit really. So yeah, yeah, I just stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you say you're Italian. What part of Italy are you from? Uh, both parents are. My, uh, my mum is from Northern Sicily and my dad is from Southern Italy. So she's from uh an area called drapani and he is from an area that is quite close to uh sorrento oh right yeah, so, yeah, yeah i know that yeah, yeah. It's never um, mix never mix yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you been to italy recently or do you ever go to visit oh man I, I used to like when growing up we used to go every single year like to see family yeah. and and stuff like that oh, God, well i don't even know the last time i've been now the last time i went to Italy was probably probably like eight years ago for a holiday that was to sicily because I, I i prefer sicily because it's more holiday-esque i'd yeah, say yeah. um and it's closer to africa so it's hotter it's amazing there um but aside that bro i'm just i'm just i'm just always working always grinding so i haven't had not had time to go back i'd like to go back soon though ideally like to Rome or something again because i loved it there so would you ever consider doing any content based in italy so let's say you're in rome or sicily would you ever do like a, a live stream document, not documenting, but just vlogging your day? Would you ever consider that? That'd be really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm always open to ideas for content, especially in yeah. places like Rome. I mean, my, my arms are, and you can see this, it's, it's all, all Roman. I'm really into like Roman yeah, yeah, culture yeah. and stuff. So all my, all my tattoos are based off that. So yeah, man, absolutely. We're even like, uh, kind of like off topic a little bit but even considering maybe doing some content like in or around rome near like the coliseum yeah. like you just said or something like that so who knows who knows what can yeah, happen yeah, yeah. so i mean obviously i did like a, a little bit of background research on my end you do a lot of or pretty much all of yeah. your content is based on fortnite Where, where's where's that come from yeah so i mean i could keep you here forever talking about my content journey it's been a bit mm. of a mad one really but i i i started with variety just like for fun streaming was only ever supposed to be something for fun which escalated and turned very much quickly into a career um i then I'm, i was a huge call of duty fan still am a huge call of duty fan uh but i don't like the way the franchise has moved over the last couple of years mm. and i kind of moved away from it so a lot of my success was through cod and through lockdown through 20 i'd say 2019 to 20 basically the start of this year really mm. um and because I haven't liked the direction it's going, it's just not something that really interests me that much anymore. I started playing zero builds on Fortnite. Um, Fortnite is always a game that I've vibed with or enjoyed because it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's mm. free. Everybody can play it. It's, you, know, you, you know what Fortnite is all about. Yeah, so yeah, um, started playing zero build and just got addicted. And now I'm doing all my content on it. So yeah, just mentally makes me a lot happier on stream. Mm. And like, yeah, it's just uh, it's a new a new journey for me to conquer. So, So when you say you don't like the way cod was going really could you elaborate a little bit on that what in particular no. you're not like I, <laughs> I don't like anything about the way that it's going in terms of how the games have changed how you can just clearly see how much more it's all just about money and microtransactions the player yeah. the player always feels second there's no there's no new content i've been playing the same maps for the same four years yeah. um you know it just doesn't feel like the cods of old the the franchise has changed everything about it has changed 
and uh the players deserve more creators deserve more you know and you know i've made it my life the last four years which i obviously appreciate them for but i just i just the way that the game plays now and like versus how it used to be it's just not the same for me so I, i had to move on because it got to the point where i would even dread going on stream and playing because i just wasn't enjoying the games and really? at that point, you know, I've yeah, got to change yeah. something, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it got that bad. So you, you mentioned know. a variety stream. What other games did you play? Was it obviously um, varieties of variety? So what was um, what was on your radar at the time? Yeah, I mean, I did a mix of everything, bro. I started on full variety. Like I said, streaming was just for fun. So I mean, at the time, I had like the most potato style PC. So basically, anything I could get. Yeah, <laughs> on there without it blue screening my pc you know the vibe so yeah, yeah, yeah. basically like skyrim fallout and oh god what else did i used to play sniper ghost warrior anything yeah. that was really like low maintenance on a pc that wasn't crazy on multiplayer a little bit of black mm. ops 4 on the lower mm. settings of course um i used to do a lot of horror stuff just because it was just something that i thought was quite fun um mm. a, bit, a bit of a name of myself from from horror before i expanded back into what i really enjoy which is shooters and like multiplayer games so um i've yeah i'd say i've, I've dabbled in a little bit of everything but fps and shooters are definitely what i enjoy the most so and so what i want to ask you is um regarding when it comes to streaming obviously people have that that one game yeah. that they always go to do you think in the future that's still yeah. going to be the case? Do you think that should still be the approach? Or do you think the variety approach should be more of what people kind of tend towards to? What do you think? It's the magic question, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a question that I still haven't really answered in five years of doing this. It's one of those, like, I mean, obviously, if you stick to one game and one franchise, like, you have, in my, at least in my opinion, um, if your content is mostly focused around that game or whatever, um, a much higher chance of, blowing up because you know you're building your brand and consistency and everything through that people know what to expect it's creating that that consistent oh this guy plays like what i'm doing now i'm doing fortnite i've just started a brand new youtube channel and it's already starting to do quite well because we're being quite we're being consistent on it we're we're giving that quality but if you do like one video on like this and then you change this or you do one stream on fortnite then you go to overwatch and you go to cards you know you'll get people that will come in for you and I'll, i'll have the people that are like super loyal for me but some people might be loyal to you and the game, or then there's just some people who are loyal to just the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like variety is the way to go. If you don't want to burn yourself out very much the way to go, if you want to just like have fun with it. But if you're, and I'm not saying this is a be all end all, but if, if you want to make it into a career, I would recommend at least try and find at least one Avenue, maybe not one game, but one Avenue, like, I don't know, FPSs or, yeah, yeah. you know, extraction or just something or, yeah. to be known for. Yeah. Or IRL or even, even outside of gaming, whether you fix cars, whether you, you know, uh, test equipment, wh- whatever you're specially, you know, sp- specializing in, try and find that niche. That that mm. niche is what's going to get you somewhere because people can expect that style of content from you. And then once, so once you grow, let's just say you're on, I don't know, on Twitch, you're on 500k. Do you think at that point it's I wish. It sense <laughs> to um to kind of push out to to other other lanes or other niches, or do you think still stay still stay to that niche? Well, I'm on around 60k at the moment, and I and I know that I can do things like watch paint dry, and I know I'm guaranteed a certain amount of viewership because. I have people that I've built over five years, right? They're the loyals. They're the ones that will always come back. But you'll always see that dip. If you've, you know, even the the biggest of creators, whether, you know, Ninja or uh, Cypher PK or anyone in the Fortnite world, whatever world, if they go play something else but Fortnite, I guarantee you their view account will not be the same. Yeah, but yeah. 
you'll always have your loyals there. Or you'll have people from other games. I'll be like, oh, I didn't know Ninja played so-and-so. I'm going to go watch him play this. Yeah. Um, so depending on, on what your uh, motives are, are you doing it to be full-time? Are you doing it to grow? Are you trying to be consistent? Or are you doing it just for fun? Are you trying to experiment? It all depends on your motive and what it is that you're trying to do. Like To give you mm. perspective, what I'm in right now is I've been doing Fortnite only for like the last month and a bit. So I'm very much basically re building my entire brand again what i built in four years of cod so i've had to start a new youtube channel i've had to convince two hundred eighty-four thousand people on tiktok that follow mm. me that i no longer do cod and you can imagine the backlash on that mm. um so it's kind of like i have to rejig everything um and get people to vision me through the Fortnite lens now so it's it's a massive change but this is my career, so that's why that consistency is important. And before I even moved to Fortnite, I tested out so many different games, tried tons of variety, and I was like, when it just clicked, I just knew. I was like, this is something about, especially zero build, because it's if you're a COD player or somebody who plays like fast-paced FPS, zero build is definitely for you. It's way more accessible. I don't know, just you know, when you just know this is yeah, it, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is the one. You just clicks um, with ranks and the contents pop in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I just felt it felt fresh again to stream, not like on how I was getting frustrated with COD every day. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to run with it. And it's mm. been over a month now. And, you know, obviously growth could always be better. But what do you yeah. expect in a month? Right. So I'm mm. just going to I'm going to just keep working, keep pushing this channel and, and moving on. So. So when it comes to that transition, do you think like how would you communicate that with your audience that you're going to like this this new avenue without them obviously being too upset, without them being too annoyed, without them? wanting to leave and whatnot obviously you're gonna have some loss of followers but yeah also what's a good way to transition for for people who are in that situation to be fair i could have transitioned a lot smoother it just it just depends really like yeah i, I mean i could have transitioned way smoother i could i could have done a video out there on tiktok and youtube and be like hey guys you know i'm just not liking the way card is going and i'm gonna be testing the waters but the reason that i've been scared of doing that is if i like if i, if I do that and then fully commit and then it's just like you can like kind of like feel like you never can go back so yeah. I'm still like testing the waters at the moment. So I'm still quote transitioning and probably will be transitioning this entire year. And when I start really finding my flow and things are moving, I'll be like, look guys, you've seen Fortnite content on this channel now. You know, I'm sorry it's not caught anymore, but here's the reasons why. I've communicated with it to my to my Discord, my Twitch group, the, the you know Twitter, the guys who see me in like all day every day. Um, but I probably could have been a lot smoother with like TikTok and YouTube and stuff, but mm. I'm still figuring things out. Make sure you just let people know. You know, and if if people are loyal to you and watch you long enough, they can tell by your attitude when you're not enjoying the game. And yeah. a, a lot of people are, were saying that towards my last days of Modern Warfare 2. They were like, you know, bro, you're just not looking like yourself. You mm. just haven't got the energy. Like, I, like I said, bro, I was, I was dreading even to click go live because I was like, I just don't want to play this game. So that's when you know it's bad. Well, that's the worst, definitely. Um, so, you, so is it fair to say that you kind of got burned oh, yeah. out by by? call of duty and and all their all their games i'm just i'm just burned out with the same thing year in year out and i don't mm. mean that as in like the, the same thing as in cod because we know what cod is right mm. as in the same thing as in the lack of effort and the amount that they go into taking people's money and not providing any content or any there's just nothing i don't know how much you know about call of duty or anybody who mm. watches this knows about call of duty but if you do know about it especially from where it came from and the incredible reputation it built itself his last, well, aside MW19, because that game did really well for me personally, but even that game in terms of content was shambolic. Um, it's, it's a tragedy. Like we are, in my opinion, witnessing one of the biggest downfalls in gaming history. And they don't care because the people who are making the decisions are the ones who make the money. And that's, that's all they care about. It's, it's, uh, 
it's a money bank for them. And until that they get changed, nothing will ever change. We, we truly are witnessing a decline, in my opinion, right now of one of the best franchises ever. So, so what's the alternative to COD? So if anyone who's playing COD, what would you say for them to go on to instead? Oh God, it's a tough one as well, man, because some of my other best favorite franchises are Halo and Battlefield, and both of them have done the same thing. Halo <laughs> Infinite is, you know, a... What is it? It's, it's like no yeah, content, yeah. awful servers, nobody plays ranked. There's, there's nothing to it. I grew up with Halo 2, Halo 3, playing on LAN, and, and, you know, having fun with the boys in custom games. It's just mm. not that that feeling anymore and then battlefield 2042 well the game is like all right now but it's too little too late you know that game was one of the most shambolic releases of all time i mean i I, like i said i tested a lot of things and i genuinely believe zero build is is where it's at and like it's becoming more popular every day you know fortnite's been around now for what five years that that game just never dies man epic are just insane at bringing out new content keeping it alive introducing new players and like yeah Fortnite Zero Build, honestly, try it. You won't be disappointed. Fair enough. I wanted to to kind of talk about the loyalty that you mentioned. So obviously, for anyone who knows pretty much anything about Twitch is your most loyal supporters, audiences, whatever you want to call them, kind of are always consistently on Twitch as well. How do you build that kind of loyal fan base? With a lot of commitment and a lot of your, I guess, my own loyalty, you know, being consistent for five years. Because that's not an easy thing to do. Like, especially when times are tough, you can so easily be like, oh, you know, I'm going to take a break from streaming for three months or six months or something like that. And then you just end up killing your own career. Um, so the fact I've, I've always gave a hundred to my community and I'm always completely open and honest with them as well. So I always say to them, look, I'm feeling this or I'm not feeling this. I'm not vibing with this. And just try and be that kind of streamer that accepts everyone from what they are. I don't judge nobody. Our stream is a, you know, opinion-free zone. Obviously, as long as people are being respectful, of course. Um, But, like, people can come in and speak about their mental health or their, like, life issues or just let me know generally how their day's going because I have this crazy memory of remembering a lot of things about different people. So I think people feel like they can engage with me on that level. I usually get called, like, a comfort streamer. So Mm. people like to just have me, like, tabbed and just watch and then just have it on as, like, the background vibe. So I guess building up that uh reputation for doing that and having that um and if you ever watch any of my streams i try to be super interactive like i've got twitch chat and tiktok chat and the way that my my setup is like done i just have to like glance i can quickly glance and just constantly catch chat even when playing games so i feel like people feel like they're really included in what we got going on because of that Mm. so I definitely agree with you. Um, so regarding being a comfort streamer or being described as a comfort streamer, has that always been the case or have you kind of had to almost transition as well or just find your style of streaming or could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think I've just been myself, if I'm honest, mate. Like yeah. I've not, in, in the last five years, I just, I've, I've gamed my whole life, right? I'm 31 years old now for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and I've been gaming since the age of four. That's when I got my first console or whatever. Yeah. So gaming for me was always natural. It's always something I've loved. I was always growing up saying, you know, my mum, one day I'd love to do something in the gaming world as a job. Never thinking it was going to be streaming, by the way. I thought yeah. maybe go get a job for a company or something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. I just started doing streaming for fun because I loved gaming. And I loved talking to people and just like chilling and vibing. And it, it just went from there. I started building a brand, a presence, probably going to university helped that as well because I had that kind of business acumen behind me. Um, and university? yeah, it just, it just skyrocketed, took off. Uh, I studied events management at Sheffield Hallam. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, mostly around, like, events, but it's still, like, a business degree. So you still learn how to make a brand, build a brand, you know, 
be business savvy, let's say. And then, yeah, just it was just myself. Like what you saw five years ago, you see now. I don't, I don't change as a person, regardless of numbers, regardless of clout, which I see as the the, the devil. Um, it's the source of a lot of problems these days. So why, yeah, why, why is, me, why is that the is source of get. a lot of problems? So, because people, people chase views and they lose themselves. I understand that we all have to like make like a living and that we have to do things, but clout will drive people to become different. People will start up, you know, five viewers skyrocket because their videos are blown up to, you know, maybe even several thousands if they've done that well. And you just see personalities change. They no longer become that interactive, nice person. And it's, you know, I've got an ego now. I don't want to yeah, talk yeah. to you anymore because you're just a, a normal viewer or something like that. And it's like, I, I don't vibe with that at all. If I, if I ever meet somebody and they judge me based on my following straight away from that point onwards, I don't interact with that person. I don't care who it is. I don't care how famous they are. If you look at me as, oh, I'll talk to this guy because he has so many followers or I won't speak to this guy because he's not clouted enough for me to acknowledge, as far as I'm concerned, I want nothing to do with you. So I see everybody as people, and that's, in my opinion, how you should be. So how do you build a brand, uh, a brand without kind of developing that that alter ego as well? Like, what's what's like a good balance? How do you get that good balance, or does it just depend on the person? And there's a saying, isn't there? Like, fake it till you make it. So you really learn about somebody when they truly make it. Like, were they really about what yeah. they are about? Like, even during my true. quote peak, I think I'll peak higher than this one day. But my quote peak so far was definitely during lockdown. You know. Content was consumed. I think it was like 900% more. COD exploded because Warzone just came out. So yeah. we, were, we were averaging like 500 viewers on Twitch. It was crazy the amount we were growing. And like, I just, I never changed as a person because what you saw was what you got. Whereas oh. some people might just give you the alter ego until they get to a certain level. And then they're like, right, I've made it here now. No more, no more lying anymore. I'm going to start being who I really am and then just show their really nasty side. So it can depend on the person. It can also depend on experiences. So th there's another saying that like people that blow up overnight are a lot more susceptible to gaining an ego versus those who have built it over time. Because yeah, when you blow up true. overnight, you're, you're not used to, I guess, the conversations and the pressures that happen for yeah. like, let's say, quote, bigger streamers and what it, it brings. Yeah. Whereas if you've, Built it over five to ten years. You know that process. You mm -hmm. you're you can already adapt to that. So kind of, for some people, it can also be it. like naivety. I mean, there's also age, right? People are creating content younger and younger. And if you're like what 16, 17 years old, blowing up on a game like Fortnite, mm -hmm. anything can happen. You're so easily yeah. uh, persuaded yeah. to have a certain style of attitude. You know, oh, definitely. Um, so regarding building a brand, then as a streamer and strictly as a streamer, not like a person who makes yeah. just YouTube videos or just a TikToker. As a streamer, yeah. what do you think? What do you think works? Because obviously you've had a lot of success as well. Too. I think it's hard on TikTok. So yeah. Yeah, I mean. Streaming, streaming has completely changed in the five years I've been doing it. Twitch, I mean, uh, purely talking from Twitch perspective, Twitch five years ago was a different beast. It was like you could stream what felt like any game and like at least grow if you were like half entertaining. Lockdown changed everything for that. Uh, there are so many more people who stream now, so many more people who create content. Every game has got already people who are successful in it. You, you have to like dig deep. So to be successful in streaming now, like it's almost, you, you can't, in my opinion, you can't be successful in streaming without the content side now. But before mm. you could probably pull it off, if you were like, let's say like grinding like 10, 12 hours a day, because that was what you were known for. And this is something that I'm actually 
funny we're having this conversation now. I'm currently going through this transition. My strengths is a live streamer, right? Well, I love being in front of the camera, speaking to people live, like we are right now, having those conversations engaging. Mm -hmm. uh, the bit that I say I would struggle more is making the videos, doing the content, you know, all the stuff that happens behind the scenes that lead up to the streams. Um, and literally up until last month, like I'd say a few months ago, I, I was getting away with it. And now I've had a bit of a reality check where it's like, you can't just do Twitch six, even eight to 10 hours a day anymore because people that are making content are the ones that are receiving the views. And then when you do go live, everybody from there wants to come and see you live. Where if it's, you know, if it's just, just lives, you're not reaching this external audience. So to make it in streaming now, bro, it's harder than it's ever been. It's, it's nuts right now. You've got to be everywhere and you've got to be doing everything. And it's not really, yeah, you can't really slack at all because everyone wants it so so is, is it fair to say that organic discovery on twitch is pretty much non-existent regardless of, unless you're like yeah at the top right if everyone else is oh yeah non it's basically yeah. non-existent yeah 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 it's 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 not there at all yeah. the only the only people that really get it or are getting it are those at the very top and i guarantee you the reason that they're at the top is because they've done things from youtube or TikTok, the videos are blown up, or they're a professional player, or they're part of a certain team, not because of Twitch. Twitch, Twitch has next to no discoverability right now. It's it's really tough. Twitch is finally seeing, finally seeing some competition after however many years of just dominating the industry. Obviously, you've got YouTube lives, which are Facebook, you know, yeah. popular, and TikTok lives are becoming more and more popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all getting bigger. Um, now you've got Kick trying to you know weigh in with Twitch and stuff, but. Like, what, what do you say to people like me who have got, who have been on Twitch for five years? That's where my base is. That's where people have spent their money on me, where people have earned subscriber badges, loyalty badges, where I've got 60,000 followers on. How do I transition and make that transition? You know, it's, it's all right for those who are just starting. You don't you don't have that base. You can you can experiment. You can try. But what what about the 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 guys in the middle and the guys at the top? We're we're the ones who are going to take a real big risk to change and yeah it's 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 gonna be hard and i actually said this around a year ago and it's only about half a year to a year left until i uh, I, I promise you i'm correct about this and that these top um streaming platforms will be offering streamers contracts to stay anybody who's at least a partner in my opinion will be given a contract and paid some form of salary to stay because if not people are just going to start going to whatever the next big thing is. I think as Twitch gets more competition, they're going to have to do it as well, which, you know, works for us creators, right? We need that. We need that bottom line. We need that stability. There's nothing worse as a full-time creator streaming, looming in the back of your head that you have to keep a certain sub count. You have to keep a certain amount of money coming in or you can't do it anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. So as much as I love the fact that Twitch has got more competition coming in, I want them to be absolutely railed by more people. It doesn't work for people like me unless there's something seriously substantial that's going to allow me to continue doing this as a career. Mm -hmm. So so, so mass adoption. Yeah. Because obviously I would consider you to be on the higher end because 60K is, is nothing to be yeah. scuffed at. But if we get mass adoption yeah. from small, medium streamers, then could you start seeing yeah. the trend of, of people kind of transitioning to 
to our platform per se. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you're seeing it with Kick now, right? And even some big streamers have gone because of contracts and stuff. So they're they're a really interesting one to look at right now because they're doing exactly what you're mentioning right here. Um, and their and, and their their business model or their uh, let's say quote attacking model has been preying on Twitch's fifty fifty, which I think is still an absolute shambles. Um, creators should never be getting fifty fifty, especially when they put that much time and effort into something. Um, and they you know they're doing like a ninety five five. So as a creator. If the risk isn't too crazy, why would you not do that, right? If the risk was less for me, I'd do it. But there has to be like, uh, for, for the for the smaller medium guys who are full-time or trying to get into the full-time, it's super delicate for us because right now for me, I am back to being at the bottom of the medium-sized barrel. At one point, I was getting towards the top of the medium-sized barrel and I've swapped down and I'm probably at the bottom of that right now trying to rebuild myself in a different game. So for me, changing from Twitch is crazy risky right now. Um, the I think the only thing that would even do it for me would be proven long-term sustainability in the platform, uh, knowing that that platform is backed by investors and knowing that it's got a long-term future and probably a salary. Because else if not that, I, I just don't see why I would risk losing my loyal fan base and five years mm -hmm. worth of work on a platform where I already have 60k. Well, that's fair enough. So um regarding the 50-50 split, you think it's um you think it's shambolic, right? But surely that's surely that's the epitome oh, yeah. of of fairness, right? 50-50 is is fair. I understand if you're like 70-30 going to 50-50. That's that is tough to swallow, right? But 50-50 surely that's surely that's fair for both the creator and obviously as a live streaming platform just looking at the finances just for ourselves as well. It gets really costly yeah. really quickly. And to do that for oh, yeah. everyone across everywhere is things are going to build up, right? Yeah. In terms of um, expenses and uh, yeah. cost to maintain everything. So surely I think that's a little bit unfair. Obviously, 95 and 5 is, I have no idea how they're pulling that off. Obviously, they're backed by <laughs> by stake yeah. and whatnot, which is a whole yeah. gray area yeah. in, its, in its own. Yeah. But I think yeah. people saying 50-50 is unfair. I think that's a little bit unfair to say as a creator as well. What do you think? I, I understand that you'll look at it from the business perspective. It's, it's, it's a tough one. Like if I looked at it through Twitch's eyes, like I can understand obviously why they do that and they want to maximize profits and stuff as well. But from, from the creator perspective, if, you know, and we're already hit by conversions as well, which is bad being in the UK from dollars to pounds. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. if somebody is spending four pounds to support me in my content just by using their platform, you know, and I earn one, like one pound 80 of that, that, that for me is the creator who is doing most of the work to engage to that viewer is, is not fair. Um, I think it should be a, I mean, look at other platforms, right? YouTube does 70, 30. Uh, TikTok, I believe, pays yeah, out the full YouTube, amount. Of any, hasn't YouTube you gone to 60-40 or 55-45? I I I'm actually not sure. Well. I thought, last time I checked, I thought it was 70-30. But, but YouTube also pays a hell of a lot more for ads as well. True, that's true. Um, true, that's true. YouTube, yeah. you, you, YouTube pays a hell of a lot more for ads than what Twitch does. So, um, And with YouTube, you can also upload full-length videos and short-length videos. Mm. So... That, you know what I mean? They are kind of like, if you're looking for like the all-in-one platform, they are like the perfect one, right? So you can live stream, which helps boost your videos, which then boosts your shorts, which then boosts your big videos, which then boosts your live streams. It's all tied in, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think YouTube like like has it right. I feel like if there's going to be another streaming platform that comes out and you really want to stick out in this market, you need to have the ability to allow us to post short and long form content to be buffering our content as well. 
else if you know if you're a live streaming platform and you come at us with like a 50 50 or a 60 40 why would anybody leave twitch or kick for that where's you know what i mean like where why why would anyone go so that's that's an interesting take but in my opinion i think whilst these platforms are and i've talked to other creators about this whilst other platforms are introducing yeah. all these new features and kind of morphing into one platform which is kind of repetitive across so youtube is the same as facebook now tiktok yeah. is doing the same thing um, yeah. The only platforms that kind of focus on their core feature is pretty much Twitch and Twitter. Whilst they are moving forward, I think technically they're moving backwards as well. I just feel, I just feel like the creator is, at least from my perspective, is looking for way more for the all-in-one feature. Like for me personally, knowing that this YouTube channel that I'm building up right now for Fortnite, which allows me to post shorts, long form, and when I start getting monetized stream as well, that's that's a lot of security for me, right? Mm. That's a lot of the work that. If I'm doing a video for TikTok, right, I can then use that video on my shorts. Mm. You know, if I'm doing a video or a long form for Facebook, I can then use that video for YouTube. Like it's mm. everything I'm doing interlinks to that platform. It's about mm. like me getting the most out of my time. If you if you make a platform that only allows 45 second videos, that's no good for me because my mm. TikTok videos are under 30 seconds and my YouTube shorts are like, you know, over or under this. Like mm. there, there needs to be, even though it needs to be its own platform, it also needs to be convenient for the creator to be able to do what they're already doing and just kind of like migrate to that. Mm. So like if somebody was to ask me, what does the perfect streaming platform need? I agree with you that it should focus on its sole like streaming. Sole purpose, but It right? kind of needs, at least now, yeah, it, need, it obviously needs to focus on its sole purpose. And Twitch does that so well with like hype trains and the community involvement and stuff. But if you make a platform like that, why would anybody leave Twitch to join it? Mm, that's mm. the that's the question. You've got you've got to be different. It's it's mm. got to be something. And so know? my answer to um, that to that point you just made, right, is if we can build something where yeah. organic discovery is um like everyone has an equal chance of getting it, whether you're a small creator, medium creator, or a large creator, surely then that could be enough. And obviously we do like the base of you can stream on here, 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 no exclusivity contracts. So you don't have to just stick with us. You can stream on TikTok live, huge, yeah. YouTube live as well, which I yeah, think was yeah. super important as a, as a creator, never mind oh, a, yeah. a streamer as oh, well. Yeah. Um, just because of the lack of discovery right now, anyway, if we can do that, surely, surely that could um, persuade, especially for those who have no base, <clears throat> surely that could push them to a, to yeah. our platform my my counter argument for stuff like that is i've seen apps come and go over the years places like hover they weren't necessarily streaming apps but more where you could upload your content and mm. the problem with allowing everybody to have an equal base is that the good content or what you would class as good content gets flushed in with everything else so you might have somebody who spent five seconds uploading a cod clip from their stream right and then you've got somebody who spent two hours getting that clip editing it, putting a voiceover over it, introing it, and then uploading it. So if, if, if I'm that second creator and I upload that and then find out that this guy who's got just a normal clip is being featured on the same equal level, as that creator, I'm kind of like, what's the point? So I'm just going to start uploading clips anyway, because then what's the point? So then what might happen is you might just get a complete degress of valuable content because everyone's been given an equal chance. So if, if more people are posting bad content, then that's just going to bring the quality down. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. So that, that's what I think TikTok and YouTube does really well is their algorithm understands what quality content is. Um, and the more you effort you put in, the more you get pushed out there. Um, but the problem is we don't, 
well, we kind of do with YouTube, but we don't really have a platform that does that and buffs our live streams at the same time. So like if I'm doing a video, right, and it explodes on TikTok, how cool, let's say we use TikTok as a new streaming platform, how cool would it be if that exploding video is then translating over to my current live stream right now? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So I definitely do agree with you, but that's why there's different tools for engagement. So obviously the, the title, the hashtags, the likes, dislikes, because if there's yeah. a bad video, there's the, if there is a bad live stream, people aren't going to be watching it right they're gonna skip it like nine times out of ten right they're not gonna be liking on it they're not gonna be engaging with it and that's why those algorithms so tiktok youtube are doing so well is because they have we call them attributes right that kind of determine what you mean, yeah. yeah determine whether or not the success obviously if you're putting a lot of effort and loads of people are engaging with it because you could put a lot of effort in but it's just a boring clip right obviously you do the subtitles yeah. the voiceover the editing right but it's just yeah. It's just not good. It's not engaged and interesting. People are naturally going to skip over it. So as an algorithm, it's going to understand, all right, cool. People aren't really fucking with it like that. We're not going to push it out as much, right? Um, I wanted to talk to you about Kick as well. So, because I know you're on Kick yeah. as well. You've, you've got a whole profile and everything. You've got a few followers as well. Yeah. Do you think yeah. Kick is doing enough to kind of lead people away from Twitch? Because the way I looked at it at first impressions, it's just a one-to-one -one copy, in my opinion. Obviously, with the whole revenue split, that's the only differentiator, and that yeah. kick is green and Twitch is purple. Yeah. That's the only other thing I could I can notice. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. But if you look at it from their side, it's really smart marketing because they're looking mm. at what works True. and they're just copying it. And they're yeah. like, huh? Well, Twitch can't do nothing about it, and we're just going to offer more sub-split, so people mm. will move. People move mm. where money is, right? We need money to survive. So mm. they take what's already working, and they just give them more money. As a creator, you look at that thing, yeah, actually, do you know what? Why not? Especially if you play a game like what I play, Fortnite, and it's super saturated on Twitch, as a smaller to medium-sized creator, why, why would you not? And the, mm. the only reason I haven't is because I can't afford to lose what I've built for five years on Twitch. If I didn't have that, yeah. I would have gone. I'd have gone a long yeah. time ago. Um, so, yeah, oh, God, yeah. Because, uh, you know, well, obviously on Twitch, I've got an amazing base, right? And I've got amazing loyalty. And, and that's ultimately what allows me to do what I do every day. But if, if I wasn't in that position, or if I didn't have that community, or if that community was a lot smaller where the risk was so much lower, wh why would I not go to kick, right? I'm... I'll, more people will probably find my channel when I'm playing Fortnite. I'll mm. earn more for when people actually subscribe. As mm. your creator, that's that's two of your huge checklists done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so that they are absolutely straight up ripping Twitch, but that's they're doing it on purpose. That it's mm. like a you know, F you Twitch. Mm. We're gonna take what was what is right about your platform and change the things that aren't. So I'm very curious to see how Kit goes in future. I've stopped streaming on there at least for now um because i'm trying to not like constantly go between the two but they are a platform i'm I'm watching with with hawkeyes right now because uh again i'm trying to just get as much stability as possible wherever that comes yeah, from yeah. so so regarding monetizing as a creator because you obviously mentioned stability yeah. as well what do you think people should do do you think people yeah. should still be having that nine to five that part-time job whatever or do you think they should just go full in and or does it depend on the situation like what do you think yeah that, i mean that's almost yeah that that's that's completely down to the individual how you know what's their bills what's their debts do they have a family do they have a mortgage how old are they what's the risks you know like it's it, that's it's, it, it, everybody has their own one-to-one -one case for that you know should you go full-time you want you want my honest opinion if you want to yeah. go full-time good luck 
because it is brutal out here um and we have to i am i am on my stuff all day every day i work so hard to get and keep what i've got and try and rebuild and then you get something like what's happened to me in the last few years i put all my faith into cod i put all my faith into twitch mm. both cod and twitch there's no discoverability and it's a franchise going down a hole you know what i mean so like mm. for me i've got this house above my head i mortgage my own house i've got a really nice car and it's like i have to keep worrying about how i'm gonna how do, how do i finance that in future if it all goes wrong like the how do idea. i continue to support me and i've got an amg a35 fully uh, you own it or you, is it financed Oh, it's, oh, yeah, it's finance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, what I'm planning to do is have it, it for long enough so that I do own it and then sell it and get something even better. And this will be my last ever finance car. I had like a whole plan for it, but mm. um, but yeah, like back back to the previous point, it's it's risky. And now, if you'd have asked me, should you go full time a few years ago, I'd have been way more open to the yes answer. Now I'm way more way more open to the no answer. Like you need so much stability and proof before you even should think about it now because it is nuts out here it's so competitive in every avenue regarding the ability because obviously twitch used to have the whole situation with you have to stream just on there if you're a certain partner or affiliate or whatever yeah do you think everyone should be streaming everywhere at the same time or like what's your approach to that because i know you can multi-stream as well with like restream or stream labs obs do you think people should be um yeah. doing that as much as possible or yeah, Twitch are, Twitch are really frustrating for that, actually. Um, because, like, I am somebody who can be super, like I said, super engaging, right? I have, I have this great ability to be able to read multiple chats um, and engage with an audience. So, you know, as a content creator, why, why can I not be streaming to Twitch, Kick, YouTube, Facebook, all at the same time? And, and you know, gaining a new audience through each. I'm, I may not be the biggest creator on some of them platforms, mm -hmm. but if I'm streaming, my time is way more efficiently spent if I'm streaming across all of them um so like the fact that twitch gatekeeps that because i'm a partner it very much frustrates me like one of the biggest frustrations actually i have with being a twitch partner how long did it take you to get to twitch partner brian alighty i flew it man i did it in a year crazy mm -hmm. like when like when we first started we just yeah it just it just took off it's been it's been a real hard life lesson these last this last year but now you really realize how hard it is. Um, and it, it's what ultimately is going to make me a better creator and a better person, right? The fact that yeah. I'm adapting to YouTube and TikTok and um, just understanding that you can't just rely on sub counts and stuff like that. That in the long run will, say, will set me up for future because, you know, if you've got a popping YouTube channel and your TikToks are doing well, and mm. that will flood more people into your Twitch, which means your Twitch does better. And overall, you just become more stable from that. So to, with, with Twitch going the way that it is going, it's kind of, it's forcing me to adapt, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a huge culture shock for me. Yeah. So I just have to keep going. Just have to keep yeah. adapting. Yeah. And then regarding, like, obviously, uh, we're talking a lot about money, right? But money is quite yeah. important, especially if you want to transition to full time. So regarding sponsorships, 100%. brand deals, like, what's your approach to that? Have you been doing many of them? Do you think people should actively be outreaching to, to companies and brands or should you just kind of focus on your content and let them come to you? What's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, I've been doing, in five years that I've done this, I've done quite a lot of brand stuff, sponsorship stuff. Uh, you can probably see it from my top. I work with Fanatics, so I do a lot yeah. of um, commercial stuff with them, team activations and stuff. You've got, I mean, you've got to be proactive, right? Don't ask, don't get attitude. If you're just going to yeah. sit back and wait for everything to come to you, then oh, good luck is what I'm going to say to you. You need to, mm -hmm. you need to, you need to shoot your shot, really. Mm -hmm. You know, every every creator in some way has value 
don't don't feel like you should be judged purely based on a viewer count because I've seen creators with um, five to ten viewers versus creators with hundreds of viewers and they are ten times more engaging, entertaining. They just haven't built that viewer base up yet or they haven't got that for whatever reason. So know your value as a creator. Go out there and chase the opportunities because I promise you there are opportunities out there. And don't let companies pull a blind eye on you and be like, oh, you can do all this work for us for a 5% off code. That's not a partnership. That's an affiliate. So mm. just be very careful with the, the wording and the terms that these companies use. Be business savvy. And if somebody, if, if a company reaches out to me and says, hey, I want you to do a 30-second TikTok or a, a five-minute YouTube video or how much for a two-hour stream, I already have my set rates. I know how much that is. And they try and palm me off and be like, well, yeah, well, I understand that, but we would rather have it at this price. And be like, no, thanks because I know what my time is worth. So yeah. know your worth, so important. So having rates, media kits, all of that, all that business stuff ready, ready to go. And then being on yeah. top of, of what market rate is essentially. Yeah. 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 Really, really important. It's, it's, I mean, end of the day, right. Just because we're in the gaming and content world doesn't mean you're not, still a businessman or woman, right? I'm still self-employed. I still have to treat this like a business. And the difference between those who are super successful and the ones who aren't is that one's look at it from just a gaming point of view and another one looks at it from a business point of view. Yeah. Once you get that business mindset and you're, and you're clicked on with that, you're way more appealing to businesses as well because they know they can work with you because mm. you've got that report, you know? So mm. you got to have your business head switched on. And then when it comes to, to looking for these brand deals, these sponsorships, is there like a certain platform or website or company or just anything that's a good way to kind of segue into that? Or is it, so basically what I'm trying to say is, is it through Instagram DMs? Is it through emailing? Is it through, is it, what's it through? I know the answer, but a, just for those few, who don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done a few proactive campaigns where I've reached out and be like, hey, I really liked your product. Um, you know, any chance that we can do like a collaboration or an activation, which is always cool. But I think most of my, most of my brand work has come through email because I put it on my, like, uh, like you said, my media kit. I have it yeah, on my, yeah. you know, uh, link tree, which is linked everywhere. And then through my, my team and I have a management agency, which also send like external projects my way as well. So it just, it, it can depend really. But when you're a new creator, you don't have all of this. You've really just got to keep shooting your shot um, to get your foot in the door, like within certain opportunities. So it just depends really. It depends obviously what brands that you're into, what products you like, what you're known for. Obviously, the more you grow on YouTube and TikTok, the more brands will reach out to you because they know you have a following, you have viewership, you have a base. They know they want to work with you. Yeah, I mean, it's everything is just in, you know, uh, comparison to what it is that you're doing as a person. So basically a little bit of everything, right? So outreach, make sure your content is good. Keep posting everywhere. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come to you, yeah. negotiate, have everything ready so they know yeah. that you're actually serious about this kind of stuff. So, and obviously yeah. link is having your email everywhere. And I think making sure your email is yeah. updated, right? And having all your links updated yeah. as well is super key, which I think, a lot of people brush yeah. over. So I'm glad you mentioned that. 